Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we fight a dead horse. We fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. It's uh, it's Tune. We're going to be doing Tune today. It's uh, We're taking a second crack at Steve Jackson games while carefully avoiding GURPS. Is it a coincidence? Yes, actually. We just don't have a copy of GURPS. Anyway, it's time for System Mastery. On with the show. Welcome back. Hi, John. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 you seem pretty happy. You know, uh, folks, I, I know I have been exhorting John for many moons here on the network. The <laughs> so podcast, many moons. So many various moons uh, to, to just knuckle up and buy himself a Switch with all his fancy Patreon money. I'm sorry, hang on. Let me do that right for the new millennium. His fancy Patreon money. Hey. hey. I'm still going to say apricot, though. <laughs> 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 I'm still saying pecan. I don't know if you want me to say pecan. I, that's one where I'm not even sure what the right one is. <laughs> no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> there is no right one. Yeah. but, but, but Unless uh, you say pecan, and but, then you're going to hell. But you finally bought yourself a Switch with some of your fancy Patreon money. Well, I mean, basically I bought it with my fancy Christmas money. <laughs> oh, fair enough. But is that what's making you so happy and in such a good mood? No, but I do really enjoy... I didn't realize, because I have never played a Pokemon game, mm-hmm. and it is the only game I have for the Switch at the moment. Yes. But having never played one before, I did not realize that this scratches a very specific itch that I have, which is checking boxes off of lists. Yeah, collecting easy things. <laughs> like, I was trying to describe to you what the game was like, and I was like, oh, it's like a really, really easy role-playing game, but it feels good because every time you talk to anyone in the game, they, like, reward you for talking to them. Oh, yeah, you come up to someone and they're <laughs> like, hey, you're doing great. Here's a whole mess of, like, incense or something. Good job. Yeah. Keep being cool. And I'm like, thanks, guy. Thanks for talking to me. Here's a potion. Bye now. And you're like, wow, everyone in this world is so nice. But also, it's just, like, I have a list of 400 things I need to get. Mm-hmm. And every time I check one off, I'm like, mm, yes, good. You good, scratch. I've did it. Yeah, I- I'm surprised you didn't know you had this itch to scratch. How many times did you run Zolgarub for the tiger? <laughs> For the tiger, I don't know. For the raptor, it was once. One, I know, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was talking to a friend of the show, Quinn, about Mm -hmm. a few of the rare ones that I got where it was like, oh yeah, I just ran into the grass and it was the first thing I found and then I left with it. And he was like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I felt that way when I found the Morpico the other day, where I just walked outside (laughs) and a Morpico attacked me and I was like, oh shit, good. No, neat. Welcome to the team. Gothachu. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, we're not talking about Pikachus and Pokemons and what have you I today. mean, we almost are, yeah, given that of, we're talking about cartoons. This game could be easily used to run a, uh, a fairly wacky version of the Pikachu universe. I keep saying Pokemon, P- Pikachu when I mean Pokemon, and Pokemon when I mean Pikachu. Indeed. Uh, this is a problem. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. It's. I mean, it's notable that in the game, the Switch game, the only Pokemon that has, like, a unique noise to it at all is the Pikachu. Yeah, they have, like, list of... Here's, like, a giant list of people who gave us voices for this, and it's just sounds and things, mm-hmm. and they specifically have to call out Pikachu, Meowth, and Eevee's voice actors. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that goes back to some movie or something. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, we are talking about the late 80s game uh, by Steve Jackson Games, Tune, uh, which is 
basically a cartoon. The idea behind Toon, more or less, is is Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Because you, as much as it's called Toon, it really is the old Looney Tunes. Yes, and, and specifically Looney Tunes. Like, I mean, I guess you could use it to run the older Disney cards, like eh. pre-movie cartoons as well. Those just don't have quite the... The violence level yeah, or the, the wackiness? The staying power. I mean, they're... A I mean, lot of them are forgettable is the thing. You, you really want to have something where there is repeatable levels of conflict yeah. that require escalating nonsense. I was just thinking that when, when I think about my absolute all-time favorite Disney cartoons from that era, almost all of them are just a single character, and so you, they'd be hard to run as games. Yeah. Like, I'd say the best of the short Disney cartoons from that era of all time is... By that era, I mean, like, between the 1920s and the 1970s, I guess, yeah. uh, is the uh, goofy working out at home one. <laughs> well, there were so many of those, a narrator and one character. And usually goofy, yeah. But you'd have, like, even Donald Duck, where it's like, Donald Duck in the house of the future, and it's just a narrator and him getting angry at technology. I was about to say, my second favorite one is probably Donald Duck in Mathemagic Land. Well, there you go. But yeah, the, the, the goofy one is basically like a Looney Tunes cartoon, because he's just constantly inflicting accidental violence on himself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's more or less what this is. This is a Bugs Bunny simulator, the RPG. Yeah. Uh, if and, you want to get Tom and Jerry in as two PCs in a game, then this is the thing you need. So as you can probably imagine, that is a harder thing to make a role-playing game out of than it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, especially because right out the gate, there's no death in these. And of course, there's no death in the game either. Like you can't have it be like, oh, yeah, you know, Wiley e. Coyote gets slammed by a catapult that he built and is dead now. <laughs> this is finally the one that got him. <laughs> like, and now he died. <laughs> oh, my God. Was it the giant spring? Did, was it finally too much for him? Oh, no, he had a malignant sarcoma. I just, <laughs> it just, it just took forever to get him. <laughs> we kept it quiet, you know, for the press. <laughs> Oh, that's why he only ever talked in that one episode. <laughs> Sad but true. Uh, but yeah, the the concept behind making a tune RPG is very interesting because we've talked about this at length since six years ago when we first started reviewing things. But trying to make comedy in an RPG is fraught uh, it's a it's, it's a difficult it's road fraught. it's a difficult road to go down <laughs> there's some yeah. problems well the the, pro the first core issue that you run into in a lot of these games is when people are trying to write these kind of freeform flowy comedy games like this is they feel beholden to writing you know a heartbreaker still with like oh you need to have the hit points and an armor class and a number of attacks per round oh i cannot tell you how happy i was reading this where i wasn't like Oh, God, they didn't just take GURPS mm. and say, and now you're a cartoon. Here's the 50 million skills for being a cartoon you can get. <laughs> Assemble this package to create a thing that lets you pull a pie out of your back pocket. You'll need to attach the interdimensionality power. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. They didn't no. do that. It's a standalone thing. Well, thankfully, GURPS, while GURPS seems large and all-encompassing, Steve Jackson Games has, you know, always kind of had a, a couple different irons in their fire. Uh, that they, they tend to keep separate except for special crossover events. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know if there is a GURPS Tune book out there because Tune. I'm willing to bet there is because yeah. there's a GURPS everything. There's a GURPS Munchkin and a Munchkin GURPS. So you know, I can now. I don't know if there's a GURPS Car Wars. I feel like there ought to be. I mean, there ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> there Bumblebee. He's a car. You see. Yeah, he does. He does turn into a car. Yeah, he does machines. That's yeah. <laughs> He fucks them. He fucks machines, does Bumblebee. You know, if we were talking about the early Michael Bay Transformers movies, I'd be completely willing to believe that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, just that that they're just pulling up behind, like, a. you just see Bumblebee, like, walking up behind, like... I mean, uh, Bumblebee specifically in that would be like a dog who just, like, goes up to a vending machine and starts humping it. Right, yeah. Now that there's the Bumblebee movie where he's not actually, you know, a horrible... <laughs> Bumblebee movie, have you seen it? It's actually okay. I have not. It is okay? Like, <laughs> because they took it away from Michael Bay, and yes. gave it to someone. Yes, no, it, it because and they cut down on the number of uh, characters it needed to have. Like it just had Bumblebee versus two of I think the Triple Changers. Okay, from way back in the day, and it was just pretty straightforward. It was it was okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna go. say it was great, but it was okay. Huh. So uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, it's night. Your first fear on opening a book like Toon is, oh no, it's going to have a million rules, and all of them are going to have wacky names because people mistake that the comedy that you're supposed to generate throughout the course of the game is the comedy that you just read in the book when you're reading the game. Yeah, I mean, but but <laughs> it is one thing to say like, oh, I've got a power, and the power is called like Hammer Space or something. Yeah, that's fine. But when it comes to skills, having like. Oh, punch a dope until he falls yeah. instead of just like boxing or something. Yeah, or you know, it's oh, we called it wacky dacky wackrobatics. <laughs> He's just like that. Yeah, great, good, jo- good job. But you, I'm not going to laugh at that more than none, ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, we're just complaining about how for like six years, whenever we read a comedy game, it's that sort of thing. Uh, Tune does not fall into these traps. Uh, no. So, so let's go ahead and be come out positive here. This is uh. This is a nicer game when it comes to how to do comedy stuff than most that we've seen. Uh, it's very rules light. It's very simple. And uh, it, everything is done in the service of comedy. And I'd like to say that the nice thing about it is most of the sidebars and clarifications on rules and things are almost universally, hey, just if your player wants to do a thing and it sounds funny, just let them do it. Who gives a crap if it's in the rules or not? Yeah, it, it, that comes up time and again throughout the course of the book where you're like, like, hey, if you're spending some time trying to figure out how far it is from one place to like from Australia back to the United States, you're not you're out in the right game. They just they just walk outside of town and they're back in the United States. Don't worry about it. It's fuck. It's cartoon. It's fine. Yeah, just you know, there's a map and a dotted line, and now they're back. Who cares? Uh huh. And they stop on the way and saw Florida. <laughs> you know, they it's a cartoon. You shouldn't have to worry too hard. And the thing I appreciate is this game does have like powers and skills in it yeah but even then the book goes out of its way to say if one of your players doesn't have x power but they describe something that you think is hilarious and everyone else at the table thinks is great just have it happen yeah well notably you're allowed to you spend the uh the the character build points that this game is based on at any point at a random time to be like i need to stick right now three points well yeah there's essentially the xp of this is the uh like the plot points yeah and being able to just say in the middle of something, go, oh, I just gained this power for now. Yeah. I'm going to spend a couple of these points, and instead of having whatever permanently, I can just do that right now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, honestly, there's not much here to be mean to. Uh, there there are a few things here and there, mostly just 
you know, products that indicate or uh, things that would indicate that this game was written sometime around 1989. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of sexy babes and this will only this will make you super attractive amongst dudes <laughs> and you're just like yeah okay I, I i know it's a little old-fashioned sure yeah um okay so tune does not have a thing where you have to choose a species that's the first nice thing you you get to choose a species but it doesn't matter no the what are you is just sort of a hey that's just gonna inform what sort of flavor you have Mm -hmm. there's no bonus or penalty you don't get any powers for it if you want to be a mouse that has you know the highest possible strength you can do that no one cares that's part of the humor of it yeah and that's that's something i appreciate based on uh, and this is gonna sound like a weird uh kind of diversion to go down but i appreciate that for furry type stuff (laughs) where when you want to do like oh i want to play an anthro game and i want to be like I want to play as a gazelle or something, and, and that's that's what that's my jam. You don't have to go look that up in one of the expansion books that added gazelle and be like, oh, good, I get a horn attack that deals a D four damage, and and I guess I have musk sense. Yay. Uh, it, instead, you can you you just get what you want and you can move along. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like a lot of the time when it comes to either humor or uh, I, I guess I'll say fetish for the term here, uh, they they tend to go overly definitive and not flowy enough to, uh-huh. to, to trust that people are going to do with the the right thing themselves like at the table they'll, they'll be like hey my fetish is that i'm a skunk man so uh you know i don't need to know that skunks can spray a stinky scent like that's like i get it that we it's fine we, we, we can move on yeah and <laughs> i think that's one of those things in this game that i really appreciated about Everything is just some point by whatever you are or do or look like. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You just buy the stuff and you can do some things. So, yeah. And this is one of the few games where if I'm doing a skill check or whatever and you fail, that's part of the game. Mm-hmm. Because being like, oh, I'm going to throw this piano at someone and be like, oh, I do a strength check and I fail it. And then the piano falls on my head and then it like opens up and I've got piano keys in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Like that's a thing where you go, oh yeah, that's just part of the game. I don't feel bad that like, oh, my character sucks. Mm -hmm. It's, oh no, I'm doing a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very specific type of cartoon. The uh, Looney Tunes that still show up on TV from time to time. Yes. Not the other ones. Not not the other ones. Not the ones where Private Snafu is going on and on about how Hawaiian... Uh, uh, about how native hawaiian women are crazy for american sailors <laughs> it's not those ones where someone finds themselves in you know deepest africa and whoo boy oh, actually to be to be fair this this game contains references to deepest africa oh yes it does <laughs> we'll get to that though uh there are four stats uh that that control your character they range uh, in power for a starting character from one to six and i think you can get them above six but it doesn't matter uh the highest you can take anything is nine yeah and normally for your stats they're like okay you have say you have your four stats roll a d6 for each of them and there you go yeah or, or you, can, you can point by but if you point by you can't get above nine in anything because that's the max yeah and you get 14 points to spend if you point by uh which is enough to give yourself two threes and two fours yeah it's it's enough to give you the average of what you would get on 46 exactly so uh so yeah you roll a d6 for each of the four stats which are muscle smarts zip and moxie uh and moxie i believe they they're like chutzpah is it, is it actually chutzpah i don't know uh, it's it's either moxie or chutzpah if it's if it's moxie then it starts by trying to tell you what chutzpah is 
Uh. And it tells you how to pronounce it. It's like, oh, yeah, like pronounce it like you got a mouthful of water, uh, which is cute. I guess uh, you know, the game is written with a, with a pretty strong slant towards kids, so I can see kids picking it up and being like, what's chutzpah? Who is a chutzpah? <laughs> Honestly, I kind of like chutzpah. I feel like I'm going to work that into regular dialogue now. Mm, chutzpah. So I made this lovely dinner, had some chutzpah on the side. <laughs> and some small chutzpah. <laughs> chicken fat i understand <laughs> i am the worst at yiddish uh okay so yeah uh and the stats are pretty self-explanatory strength is strength smarts is smarts zip is agility and speed mixed together because speed's a little more important here yeah uh what with a lot of characters chasing each other in cartoons yep and moxie is uh you know is your ability to bugs bunny people yeah it's your bugs bunnifica- bugs bunification uh one of the more important skills in this is fast talk Mm -hmm. which i thought was great because there is a fast talk and resist fast talk yes and fast talk is anything you want it to be Mm -hmm. and it's just like what what do you do oh i convinced this dog to walk off a cliff yeah okay fast talk will always be re-rollable until you fail a specific thing so if the dog comes back up the cliff and is like you you can roll fast talk to get him to walk off the cliff again uh-huh. but the second he passes a his test res- his resist, resist fast talk yeah he's like oh you're not gonna get me again with that one <laughs> and then you have to get him with a slight verification yes <laughs> you're absolutely right you should dance off the cliff <laughs> oh that's a good idea <laughs> yeah the <laughs> the game the game has a lot of things that I think get okay because they're tune-based. Yes. I mean, having a skill where it's you can literally talk anyone into anything... Yeah, that is a problem for... ...is, is a skill that in any other game I would be like, wowzers, that red flag is so big. Yeah, and if that's not powerful enough for you, there's also a hypnosis shtick that does the same thing, but uh, yeah. but even more uh, like dominating. But then again, because you're like, oh, I'm a talking flower, and I'm convincing a, a cactus to jump into a fan. Like, it's, it's not going to... No, and the fact that there's no death in this, mm-hmm. so you even when you, you know, convince a dog to walk off a cliff, he just walks off the cliff, you know, falls down, mm-hmm. and then comes back. Yeah, he just shows up. Uh, it's So most of these skills are complete, but the game is more or less completely sexless. So it the, these things that normally would be fraught with, with horrible meaning are left alone here. Because, yeah, Bugs Bunny is constantly talking people into doing things. He's always rabbit seasoning everybody. Yeah. And even though it does have, like, things where you get uh, rules for being, like, boggled by something, Mm -hmm. uh, there are two different versions of it. You can be boggled by... Boggle. Boggle. Dallas. (laughs) Slat. You can be boggled. Jesus Christ, that is just for us. You two poops. <laughs> so, mowers and hedges and mowers and hedges and mowers and hedges. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can be boggled by getting hit in the face with a cream pie, and that just means you lose an, an action or two because you're like, you just stand there like a dope as a pie slides off your face. Mm-hmm. But there's other ones where it's like, oh, you see someone that is ridiculously gorgeous and your eyeballs pop out and your heart thumps out of your chest and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing of you know you aren't doing anything for a couple rounds but you still have reactions to stuff and are doing things in the game yeah but even then there's no 
it's not like, yeah, and then you can like try to fast talk them into bed with you. <laughs> That'd be pretty great if they tried that and they used real world examples. And then then Bugs Bunny was like, so Daffy, if it's rabbit season, why don't you come on over here and eat some rabbit? <laughs> uh, You're despicable. But, you know, I'm into it. That's that that, that is my kink. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> woo woo woo. <laughs> yeah uh yeah so you know Let, thankfully put that in your mind thankfully that dream is avoidable <laughs> uh but it's still one of those things where it does bear mentioning just in case you're like oh i tried to play tune with someone and they were the worst mm -hmm. <laughs> and we tried to do like an animaniacs thing and when hello nurse showed up oh no they were like i'm gonna use fast talk and get her to strip <laughs> get her top off all right there's nothing in there she's a cartoon <laughs> You take it off. There's a bar that says censored. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, that's fine. She, uh, you take her, her, her clothes off, and it, it turns out she's that that crazy lady from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. She's, <laughs> just comes after you. A man! Which is itself a very sexist joke. Yes. Yeah. So now that we have the attributes, we can tell you how the basic mechanic of the game works, which is very, very simple. Roll under your attribute or skill total on 2d6. Oh, it's you just your skills. Oh, skills, right? Attributes are... Attributes inform your base level of skill. That's right, yeah. So Because the skills are split up into four categories for each stat. Yeah, yep. And each skill starts at a base level of whatever your stat is. So yeah. if you've got a four in zip, all your zip skills start at four, mm -hmm. and then when you put points into skills, you go from there. Yeah, and you get a sizable number of points to put into the skills. There are 23 skills... Uh, which are fairly evenly split up between the four stats. It's actually not that it's not that problem you see all the time where there's like one under strength and you're like, oh, good, I'll put climb here, yeah, and then everything else is everywhere else. There are 44 skills under dexterity. <laughs> yeah, this one I think has a couple more under smarts, and that's it. Yeah, uh, so that means you, that it's worth it to spread your stats around. Not that you're, I mean, honestly, if you're playing this game the fun way, you're rolling d6s anyway. Uh, so that'll that'll inform what your starting skills and each one of your skills are. Then you get, I think it's like 25 more points to dump into skills, but don't spend them all on skills because they buy a couple different things. Yeah, you get 30 total points to spend on stuff. I think it's 25. Yeah, somewhere, but it isn't. Somewhere between 25 <laughs> and 30 is where I'm going to go. Yeah, it is somewhere between 25 and 30. Mm -hmm. 30. <laughs> That's fine. At least under my modified answer, I'm still correct technically. <laughs> ah, yes. The best kind of correct. <laughs> modified technically? Yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you get to, uh, put those into skills and it ranges from things that would be more like a standard RPG. So you've got like your ability to hit things or shoot stuff or throw things. Mm -hmm. You've also got, uh, dodging, fast talking, resist fast talking. This, this game has a lot of complementary skill resist skill pairings, uh, because that the game doesn't really have an initiative system. It just goes left to right. Uh, and a lot of most of the roles of the game are going to be opposed roles. Yeah. So there there tend to be a lot of complementary pairs of skills like fast talk, resist fast talk, pass off shoddy goods, detect shoddy goods, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, punch, dodge, shoot, dodge, <laughs> dodge, ram. <laughs> so uh, so th but uh, there are several. Very good, very cartoony skills. It is interesting that it, it feels like you're going to definitely need... Well, uh, can I just 
no. uh, say one of my favorite things in here. Yeah, sure. And not care what you say. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, one of the skills is read. Mm-hmm. And I really love that in the genre of tune because of like, yeah, you can read. Everyone's literate. But this is read when it actually might be funny that you didn't notice something. Mm-hmm. So like you go to grab a bottle of something and there are two bottles sitting on a shelf and you would use the read skill to get the bottle you actually want. And if you didn't pass, you might grab like the hair remover that is H-A-R-E, yeah, hair yeah. remover. Yeah, because the, the magic item is mostly, a uh, list in this game is mostly a bunch of joke items that are, uh, you know, yeah. like plays on words. Uh, it also is like, oh, if you're racing down a street and you pass a, a street sign that says something important, you may make a read roll to check and see if you even saw the sign. Well, yeah. It's same thing like, you know, you go, someone gives you a stick of dynamite and it says T on TNT on the side. And if you don't make your read roll, you just think it's a cigar. Oh, stuff yeah, like you, that. You look at the read, you think you're like, oh, tint. Huh. <laughs> Can I also adjust the brightness? And then it blows up on you. And there's there's a lot of things where... That being a skill is very interesting to me Mm -hmm. as a way to facilitate weird things happening. Yeah. Because, again, you don't want to have all of your characters be super awesome at everything all the time or else nothing fun happens. Like, if everyone succeeds on read checks and resisting fast talk and dodging all the time, then you're mostly just, like... A cartoon cat and a rabbit that look at each other and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sidebars around this section of the book start introducing the NPCs that they're going to use to tell stories throughout this game, which I'm going to say are almost definitely like the least ex- interesting part of the game. Yeah. That keeps going on. Oh, Freddy the Bulldog. He's very dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't. He's a he's a nice dog, but mm-hmm. he's not very bright. He one, can get fast talked into things. One interesting thing about Freddy is that I liked him more than John did because I like dogs more than John does. <laughs> That's a goddamn lie and you know it. <laughs> How dare you spread that? My lawyer will be in touch for defamation. <laughs> uh, it's uh it's a hot button issue for John <laughs> that, that anyone might think they like dogs more than he does. How much do you like jo- dogs, John? The most. The most. Yeah. <laughs> more it, than you. If it was an Olympic sport, <laughs> I would win for the guy who likes dogs the most. <laughs> would you rather watch porn or dogs? I would way rather watch dogs. Okay. I mean, are we talking like just videos of uh, let's go ahead and say yes, because I don't want I don't want you to have to like go to a porn studio, sit in there. Yeah, because that'd uh, be very boring. It would be it, very boring. Yeah. And, and sad. Yeah, because because porn is not filmed in sequence or anything, and it takes a long time. It ta- uh, so you'd, yeah, you'd, and then I'd be like, this plot is all out of sequence. <laughs> I, I can't follow just, this. Someone bring me a pen. I'm gonna fix this. Hold on, guys. Can we cut? <laughs> Meanwhile, the other John who chose to watch the dogs that day. Is like, this is great. Look at that dog. <laughs> There's dogs here. Yeah. Sometimes I'll sit down with uh, with Everett and be like... Everett is the, the boy you live with. Yeah. I'll be like, little boy. hey, little boy, we're going to watch videos of dogs now. And mm-hmm. he's like, yes. <laughs> and I am like, good. <laughs> and the two of you watch dogs. Yeah. And do you have a special genre of dogs that you watch in those situations? Oh, I just type in uh, funny dog moments oh. or cute dogs. Okay. And usually I'll get like a 20 minute youtube video compilation of dog things yeah i have my, mine's mostly funny boob reveals and cute <laughs> funny boob reveals <laughs> oops <laughs> there, there were so many cream pies 
Oh wait, that's just the cover of that Tijuana Brass Band album. Herb, huh. Herb Alpert. They, yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, whipped cream and other delights. Whipped cream. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. There's there's 23 different skills to choose from, uh, and then there are, uh, there's a thing called shticks that you all can also spend your points on. Uh, skills are are point per point. Uh, so if you put a point into a skill out of your your starting 30 plot points, you just get another point in that skill again yep. with a maximum of uh, of nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sticks cost five. Yes. Uh, uh, some of them have other variable costs as well, but for the most part, most of them cost five. Yeah, also, they, you can always purchase any temporary shtick at the start of one uh, adventure for five. Yeah, if the shtick can affect things more than others, it'll be more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the shticks that costs like ten is the one where you get to like, I saw a branch off a tree, and then the rest of the tree falls, and I just sit here on the branch. Anytime you can just change the physics of reality, uh, that's a specific shtick. And so you can get that for 10 points. But even then, I was looking at it like, most of the shticks. I feel they like shouldn't should, be sticks. I feel the cosmic shift in particular. Yeah, I'm like this should just be things that happen in game. You just say, yeah, hey, I want to roll to do this, and then you do or don't. Yeah, that's rule of funny right there. Cosmic shift in and of itself, it's it's easily the weirder weirdest thing you come across when you're reading this is the cosmic shift section because cosmic shift gets a whole page to itself and it is all disclaimers and warnings. It's all like be very careful with this. Once your players get a hold of it, it's going to be very hard to stop them from doing anything. Because they're just going to change reality to suit their whims. And I'm like, dude, but that's a, this is a Looney Tune. All of them are going to be doing that all the time. Yeah, the one real big issue I had is going through the shticks and everything. I went, oh, if I just think of, let's say, Bugs Bunny, sort of the iconic mm-hmm. tune that this is based on, he has all of these all the time. Well, the thing is, he mostly uses one of them in particular, and that's why you can buy one whenever you want for points. That isn't a permanent one. Yeah. You could be like, oh, I got some spare plot points at the end of the last mission. At the beginning of this one, I'll spend my, uh, I don't know, three plot points to get quick change of disguise because I'm going to spend a lot of time dressed up as sexy ladybugs money in this one. Yeah. Normally, he doesn't do that, so he doesn't need that shtick. Oh, uh, he does that. <laughs> he does a lot of quick change. I'm going to say that. Even if it's not sexy ladybugs bunny he does do a lot of are, quick are we change. saying the quick change is one of his regulars that's fair um then then it could be any one of the other ones here but the problem I, like you were saying the problem i have was that most of the shticks do something funny that i feel like it, we, we've talked about this several times in, in other game design issues where uh adding rules creates things that you didn't think you wouldn't be allowed to do yeah so i mean going back to the whole reality shifting thing that's a kind of rule where I'm like, I feel like that shouldn't be a shtick you buy because everyone should have this as just sort of an open thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's like everyone gets three reality points to start with and you can use them to do something weird mm-hmm. or it's just you adjudicate it with whoever's running the game. You say like, hey, uh, I'm doing this and I want you know this weird thing to happen. And if it's a classic sort of cartoony, funny thing to happen, they can just say, yes, it does. Because, like you said, having a system like this means it's no longer permissive. It's, I can't do the whole, like, cut off a tree branch and the tree falls and I stay here on the branch. 
because I don't have that. Yeah, and it comes down in, in old uh, Looney Tune cartoons that this is taking inspiration from. That de- definitely tends to come down to who's the straight man, who's the wisecracker in this cartoon. Like, you don't see a lot of Elmer Fudd being able to pull off cosmic shifty moves. Yeah. He mostly just follows around the rabbit. Uh, but uh, it's interesting to, to think about who's doing the cosmic shifting when you watch these events happen. Say, say for example, one of the, the actual examples listed for Cosmic Shift is when you do that thing where you draw a tunnel onto a rock. and yes. then So who's doing it, though? It's, it, it's the Roadrunner who's using Cosmic Shift in that situation because he's like, ah, a drawing of a tunnel. I shall use it as a real tunnel. Yeah. And it's not like the coyote was like, I'll put a real tunnel here. That'll show him. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very weird. And even then, I still think... Like, with the Roadrunner and the Coyote, there are still instances where, like, oh, he runs off a cliff, but he keeps walking because he hasn't looked it down yet. That is a specific rule in this game, that uh, you have to, that you can run forever over air, provided you continue to fail smarts rolls. Yeah. If you ever succeeded a smarts roll, you look down and, re- and you're not stupid enough to just keep running. Yes. Uh, which, which means that if you want to build a dumb character, you should build a very dumb character. Uh, because that that at least gives you a couple of fun superpowers to go, to go with. Well, yeah, and it's the same thing. Like, there's being lucky is a shtick in here, mm-hmm. and <sighs> honestly, all three of the shticks that start with incredible were disappointing. Yeah, the incredible luck is the first one of the three, and they're all just kind of like, oh, you can roll in a good thing, and you're like, okay, but well, how is that a shtick? Yeah, luck is kind of just, I want to see if I'm lucky today, I'll just roll and see what, go- it has two effects. One of them is like, you can use it to dodge stuff, and the other is at any point, once during an adventure, you can say, I'm feeling lucky, and rolled, and then something good happens in your favor. Yeah. Uh, but the other two are just incredible speed, incredible strength. Now, incredible speed makes sense. Yeah, uh, you get your speedy Gonzalez, your roadrunner. Uh-huh. And your various other speedsters. Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, the, here's the thing about shticks. All of them start at base level 5. Yeah. Uh, and, and as I mentioned earlier, the base mechanic of the game is to roll 2d6. If you roll under the value of your thing, you succeed. So shticks, when you first get them, and you can't improve them with your starting plot points, you can only improve them with plot points you earn as experience later in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all your shticks are super unreliable. Less than a 40% chance of working. Yeah. Um, because you got to roll a five or less, and now you're just like, ah, okay, great. Uh-huh. So they're unlikely to work. Now, super speed gives you an ability to always succeed at chases. It basically replaces your normal zip rolls. So if you're like, I want to run away from a guy, okay, well, you can either use your chase skill, uh, at which whatever point level that's at, or your incredible speed shtick. And your incredible speed shtick is almost definitely going to start the game worse because it starts at five and you can't mess with it. Yeah, uh, and it's that a, was one of those things where I was like, this shouldn't be a roll Exactly, skill. This should just be a thing you have. And incredible strength is like, oh, you can lift anything over your head provided you make your stick roll. And I'm like, yeah, but you can lift anything over your head provided you make your strength roll, too. So what, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, the fact that there is a chase skill, a lift skill, mm-hmm. there are all these things that don't have any sort of restriction on them really because it's funny when a mouse picks up a piano and throws it at you yeah they're like yeah no using just the lift skill you can lift whatever and throw it and and i don't want to make it sound like we're coming down on this game for bad design because ultimately all we're really saying here is there are redundancies yeah and that's the problem with the shticks i think is the weakest part of this is it ends up creating a space where like you say a lot of it is just worse than not doing it and and it will never be better like i mean you could potentially make it better by only investing in the shticks and never investing in your skills but they have the same cap 
Like, if you take incredible strength as far as incredible strength goes, it's to nine. And if you take the lift skill as far as it goes, it's to nine. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were playing a character and you were like, I'm doing the roll 1d6 down the line, I rolled a one for strength. Mm -hmm. Then I guess it's amusing that you buy incredible strength. And you buy incredible strength because you're like, oh, my normal strength skills are crap, but I specifically want to have a point where, like, I get raged out and now I can lift anything. Mm Mm-hmm. So but I it's can, super unreliable because it's at a five. Exactly. Yeah. And even then, that's terrible because it should be, oh, I have incredible strength always, mm-hmm. and then I'll just, when it's funny, say like, oh, my character you know, hulks out and does whatever. Now, the best way you can build a character in this game, if you felt like breaking the game over your knee for some reason, I don't know why you would, Yeah. because uh, it's just a tune fun game, is one of the skills or sticks you can take is pet slash sidekick. Yep. Now, pet slash sidekick costs three points. Uh, to purchase, and what you get is a whole extra character who with 30 points to spend. Uh, now, it does say that they don't always do exactly what you want them to, but you have to make, you have to make fast talk rolls against them, and they don't get to make resist fast talk rolls back. All they do is, uh, if, you, if you fail, they don't do the thing, and if you succeed, they do. Yeah. So if you build yourself up a character with a 9 in fast talk, and take two of your sidekick slash pets, and you're just like, great, now I have 60 points to spend. I have every shtick in this game. Yeah. And I almost never fail those fast talk rolls. Let's go, Jimmy, pie. And he <laughs> just has the hammer space ability to mm-hmm. hand me a pie, and I throw it at someone. They're boggled for a round. And yeah. now I'm like, you, uh, hit that guy. Once again, proving, as I have stated for years on this show, that the Warlord is the best class in 4th edition D&D. <laughs> proves it. Proves it. Undoubtedly. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Petch sidekick one has a bit of a... a We've talked about that before, that any any uh, ability you can buy in a game that's just, you have another guy. Yeah, anything that's like, I spend points for more points, maybe don't. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> the best example of that is the early versions of Big Eye's Small Mouth. Which... Yeah, where you make a mech that then makes mechs that make mechs, and uh-huh. you're like, oops, I <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, I don't think you can do that here, because you. I think you can only start with a maximum of three of the shticks. Uh, you get 30 points to spend, it costs variable amounts per shtick, but it's a five-point... Uh, tax if you want to buy a second shtick yeah normally this game wants you to just have a thing you do Mm -hmm. and if you want two things you do well now it's going to cost you way more because you've got to put five more points into it per thing so for example if you wanted to have that pet sidekick twice it's going to end up actually costing you 11 points uh three to buy it the first place five to, to get over the feet tax to buy a second shtick and then three to buy it again yeah although i'm almost certain there's a rule somewhere in here that i didn't care to look for that says you can't buy the same shtick twice because <laughs> it would be the only situation here where that would be relevant yeah i don't think it's in there because it is the only one that buying more than once would do anything yes but that said the thing it does is is amazing and great yeah uh gets you two 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 pets for the price of one uh okay so the other ones that are included there are, like it really feels like so many of these are things that that are overridden by just being cool in the game and again I would like to state that it does have a few points where it's like, oh, if one of your characters says, you know, I want to be able to do, this is a thing that I think would be funny. If people at the table laugh or you laugh or you think it's great, just have them do it. It doesn't matter if they have the shtick or not. Yeah. But then that begs the question of, well, why do you have the shticks in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. So so here's the list of shticks so we can talk about them because it's it's an interesting list. Uh, bag of many things. Yeah. Ha- hammer space. It's, it's basically Felix the Cat's power. Yeah, I mean, 
Less so in that it is an actual physical bag. Which that is you why have. I said Felix the Cat, because Felix the Cat carries around a magical bag with anything he wants. Yeah, it's less hammer space yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, interesting. They do have. One of the things that that relates to is the rule in the game about items. Mm-hmm. You have eight items oh, that's right. that you write down. Yes. Four are just common items stuff you've mm-hmm. like oh, i've got you know a pencil and a t-shirt and a whatever yeah and then you've got four weird things you can get and one of those is considered a gizmo mm-hmm. the gizmo is whatever you want it to be when it comes up in play uh, you have to pick it before the game starts though which no which... that's what gizmo is oh okay the I, gizmo I is was the... weirdly restrictive about that but okay go ahead yeah no the the gizmo slot is specifically like oh uh if at some point i want to like have a the book says like a pencil sharpener to put the cat's tail into and mm-hmm. sharpen his tail. Then I say, okay, I'm going to use my gizmo for that. And from then on, your gizmo is now a pencil sharpener. It doesn't change. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the four common items are pulled from a short list that the book includes, uh, which is all things that are, you know, common tunes, things, hammers, pencils, uh, gun is one of them. You can have as many guns as you would like. Yeah. The oh, weird- you actually get four. The weird thing about it is they have a lot of stuff under the common things that you're like, all right, that's weird. And then under the uncommon ones where you're like, oh, magnifying glass. It'd be very weird if you had one of those. I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, part of it is also based on the mechanic of the the different mechanics between how common and rare items work. Common items you can be assumed to have as many of as you need to in your your pockets. You can just continue to pull them out throughout the course of the game unless it starts to bother the the DM. Uh, Rare items you have one of. Yeah. Or however many would be appropriate for you to have. So I guess the idea is that you don't have a never-ending stream of magnifying glasses. Although, really, if that worked for the service of a gag... Yeah. Like, if it, you're just doing that one uh, old uh, Disney one where Donald has an infinite variety of flutes, <laughs> and, it, and there's a tornado. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> something to be said for... There are some specific things that the book calls out as, oh, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. That would be weird and stupid where i immediately upon reading went that's hilarious and i would love it yeah where it says like oh one of your items can't just be an entire like encyclopedia volume set and i go yeah but how great is it if someone goes like man i wonder something and you go hold on let me check and you just pull out an entire (laughs) set of encyclopedias and go to one of them yeah or if you just knock on a door because you need to get in and a person who the person who answers isn't who you expected so you're like i'm selling these fine encyclopedias i mean the problem is that a lot of the things where it's like you shouldn't do this though because that's too much i can like always think of a cartoon where that exact thing happens exactly (laughs) i'm like oh but but that's a thing, though. <laughs> it's funny because this game, we're, we're uh, ragging on it for having a little too much restraint. But realistically, the game d- encourages lacks of restraint whenever possible. Yes. It's almost like they just couldn't help themselves. I mean, <laughs> I will say this. The fact that it was made in the 80s mm-hmm. and is as permissive as it is, mm-hmm. is amazing to me because so much of the stuff from then, I would normally assume to be far more restrictive as far as like oh if you don't have this shtick you can't do a thing there's no point where you get to do it yeah having these you can randomly manifest one is nice you're gonna know it's using your xp to do it yeah you're gonna need six more stats minimum 
<laughs> yeah, and it doesn't. It's very simplistic. It's a nice game that way. Uh, so that was Bag of Many Things. Then there's Chain Shape, very self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, but again, feels like it should be something anyone can do if they come up with a fun justification for it. Uh, Coat of Arms, which is probably the weirdest one. It's so specific as yeah. opposed to most of the other ones. Generic things in that you have a literal Dr. Seussian coat with arms that come out and can do things for you, and it holds its own set of items? I mean, I guess if you want to play like an Inspector Gadget type. Yeah. But it's so very specific. Yeah, it is. I mean, honestly, even the drawing in the book makes me go, this is just a Dr. Seuss thing. Mm -hmm. This is just someone has a coat with some arms on it, and they use it for flute blingers and do bobbers. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is Cosmic Shift. We already talked about it. It's the anytime you would like to modify reality to work in a funnier way. Mm-hmm. One. Uh, then you got Detect Item, which, again, is just one of the skills. Yeah. I, I mean, Detect Item also feels like it's so niche for what you would want that it's like, man, that is only for a very specific character. Well, I mean, and I, why would you do that as a shtick? I can kind of see the characters that would want to do it. You know, uh, if you were wanting to, say, for example, roll up a Monterey Jack, then, then... Well, yeah, I mean, there are a few characters that are like, what is this? I can tell when there's cheese, or I can tell when there's carrots, or yeah. I can tell when there's gold. But the problem is, you can always just roll your search or spot skills or whatever to try and spot carrots. Uh, there, there's a spot-hidden uh, skill that could do the same thing. So what, do you, what, what are you doing this for? Yeah. Uh, I guess, and again, because you have to roll it for it to work. Yeah. If it was, oh, you were automatically alerted to any cheese in the within a one-mile vicinity of you as you come across it. But the problem with that is the reason you have that is for the comedy of a character who is just standing there and then all of a sudden, like, perks up and goes... Oh no! There's whatever my thing is, and then they run off after it. Yeah. But if you have a shtick, that means you can roll, fail it, and be like, "Oh, that comedy doesn't happen." I know, I know. It's kind of a disappointment. Uh, plus, I mean, how much do you want a shtick where your ability is to write yourself out of the scene? <laughs> you're just like, you're just like, well, we're about to do a fun, wacky thing. Jeez! And you just run through a wall, and that's the end of your character for the scene. Uh, the rest of them are, we already talked about almost all of them. There's teleporting, stretching, flying. Uh, quick change disguise is kind of interesting as well. Yeah. Because uh, it's basically like a simpler uh, shape-shifting. Mm-hmm. The difference between shape-shifting and quick change disguise is that shape-shifting, you cannot control uh, hide who you are. Uh, if you turn into an octopus, you look like an octopus who is definitely the person who was who you were a second ago. Yes. Uh, quick change disguise lets you actually impersonate other people, but it is less... You don't get the powers of whatever you turn into, etc. Yeah. All right. There you have it. Those are all. Th- those are the shticks. They're interesting. I'm there. They're fine. Ultimately, the vast majority of this game comes down to uh, the initiative system is left to right. Yeah. And it's just I would like to punch that guy. Okay, roll to punch him. You, you're the one who's being punched. Roll to resist being punched. Yeah, this is one of those games where. It feels like most of what you're going to be doing is going to be PvP mm-hmm. because there are very few examples of this type of cartoon yeah. where it's like, oh, it's a group of people that go out and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have like a group in a cartoon, it's usually we're superheroes going to go do something rather than we're a bunch of 
bumbling weirdos. Well, it's true. The uh, In uh, Looney Tunes, it's very rare for two characters to team up and be on the same side for the entirety of the story. Oh, yeah. You pretty much have what was like Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century stuff. Yeah, uh, and you'll the- occasionally get something where it's like, oh, Bugs and Daffy team up against elmer at the end of the cartoon yeah yeah otherwise you have to come you have to really stretch what the definition of a wacky cartoon is because you know team cartoons exist you just you're scooby-doos and yeah but it, it's always you are the heroes mm-hmm. and you are going to go do something yeah it's much less like the tune thing that they want you to do where it's you get into wacky situations and people fall down and you know you run through a wall and leave it a hole that looks exactly like you by the way let's talk about the mechanic by which someone might fall down this game does have damage yeah you have hit points you have a d6 plus six everybody has the same starting type of hit points a Mm -hmm. d6 plus six and anything that happens to you does uh hits of damage and if you get to zero or less you fall down Mm mm-hmm uh, and when you fall down, you are out of the game for three minutes. You pretty much start an egg timer. Now, when you come back, you have to stand up and be like, I'm the bad guy? <laughs> eh, falling down. Eh? No, I get it. Eh? I get it. Yeah. Eh? yeah. And people at home falling down. When Look you, it up. Yeah. You, w- once you come back from falling down, you have to be the Joker movie. Yeah. Once you come back from <laughs> falling down, you're the Joker and everyone's like, oh, this is brilliant. But I'm like, this is falling down with ca- clown makeup. <laughs> Yeah, well, did Falling Down get nominated for an Oscar? Because Joker did. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so, uh, so yeah, and that's pretty much uh, outside the boggling mechanic, which is just when something wacky happens to you and you lose an action. That's pretty much everything there is to say about how this game plays. Yeah, it is very simplistic mechanic-wise, which is very good for mm-hmm. a game that wants to be sort of freeform cartoonish. Yeah. Because the more you add on rules-wise, the more it's going to be like, oh, well, I can't do this thing I wanted to do because I don't have that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, because the the uh, version of this game that we bought is the collected version that has every single bit of tune that was ever written, uh, all stuffed into a single manual, Yep. we get a, a, a bunch of extra random <laughs> tables, which I have played this game. I played this game back in high school. Uh, I played as a sentient photocopier that uh, could throw copies uh, it, it used the bag of many uh tricks ability to summon copies of of items that it would want to use and then just use those oh. so he'd be like well i need a tea kettle and he'd just print out a tea kettle and use that um but we had to use two books to get there because the photocopier only showed up on a random table in one of the expansion books oh. uh, so this combines all of the expansion books so in addition to the base role of what's what you are because there's like a First of all, there's D66 tables in this game because it uses only D6s. Yeah, it's just a 2D6 for everything. Uh Uh-huh. So there's a D66 where you roll a D6 twice and generate a vague percentile sort of thing. Yeah. And they've got a standard table Mm -hmm. where you'll get things like human, duck, bird, rabbit, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, your standard cartoon things. And then a weird table, which is a little weirder. It's things like alien, octopus... Yeah, elephants. Uh, el- yeah, uh, dinosaur. That that kind of thing. And then an exceedingly weird table. Uh, for that's where the photocopier came from. Yeah, well, I mean that's where you get more of the like inanimate object type things. <laughs> yes, pots of petunias, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all these cool random tables in the back. There, the types of an- animals you may play as, or that you might encounter, or that you might pull randomly out of a hat when you don't want to. Lots of useful cartoon tables like that. And for some reason. 
oh, I, I, again, it's because they combined all the books, like 20 or so adventures, where I'm sure that John was like me, where he read the first <laughs> one, got through it, and realized there were just like 12 more to go, and was like, ah. Yeah, there's just an ass load of adventures in here. Uh-huh. And I'm like, <sighs> it's interesting to look at, you know, one or two and go, all right, what was the sort of structure that they had in mind for how do you run a game like this? Mm -hmm. How did they think they would structure everything? You know, what did they think a game looks like? But past that, I'm like, I don't need to know whether, you know, this is your adventure on Mars or this is your adventure of people running around France or something. It's all basically the same thing. Yeah. Now, the first one is arguably the most uh, troublesome one, and that is the <laughs> go to Africa one. Woof. <laughs> I mean, it's not, thankfully, it, the only things it really is guilty of is using some old-fashioned language uh, and some, some straight-up sexism of the oldest variety. Uh, but, but mostly, it's just your characters are, are hired by an eccentric adventure millionaire to go to Africa, specifically darkest Africa, because there's a bird there that he wants, and it's the last of its kind. It is the rarest of all birds, and he wants you to capture it and bring it to him. Yep. Uh, and so you go there, and you have to make your way through dark Africa, darker Africa, darkest Africa, and if at any point you fail a roll, you end up in deepest Africa, which is obviously not darkest Africa, so you have to try again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, so that's the kind of jokes. You are consistently attacked throughout this by a Tarzan, uh, whose name isn't Tarzan, it's just like Mr. Jungle or something. Great. And eventually, he never manages to actually hit you, because every time he, he comes in to swing at you, he does a jungle yell that summons a gorilla that beats him up. Great. And finally, his wife shows up to drag him off by the ear because he hasn't been at home often enough recently. Yeah. And her name is Mrs. Mr. Jungle Person or something. Yeah. So there you go. That's pretty much the kind of thing that the, the adventures are actually okay because ultimately that would make a pretty generic Looney Tunes cartoon right there. Well, yeah. Hunting for the last of some bird and the bird is some weird asshole and it continually confounds your... Uh, attempts to catch it i mean the that's big, a thing the problem with the bird was that it's completely just a when you finally fight the find the bird you're like all right you want to capture this bird uh well you can beat it up you can fast talk it you can trap it you can hypnotize it whatever all of its defenses are nines so uh so all all it really matters is roll all of your things until it fails its own nine roll it doesn't matter whether or not there's no smart thing you can do to the bird you just take turns letting it hit you and then being like, all right, I rolled to hypnotize. I succeeded. Does it fail its resist hypnotize? No. Okay. Okay. I'm not, Next. Are, are we making it weaker in any kind of measurable way? No, not even a little. All right. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I'm strong, so I'll punch the bird. Okay. Well, let me just check to see if it dodges. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> What's Jeff? I mean, I get it because it's supposed to be like this bird is an appropriate threat for four people. Yeah. But it's not like it has any kind of interesting weakness or, or there's no fun, jokey puzzle to solve the bird. I mean, I understand that, but it would be it'd be better if the bird had a personality because the whole idea of we go and try and catch a thing and it's just sort of smarter and better than us and confounds our attempts is, I mean, it's every Roadrunner thing. It's every Tweety Bird thing. Whenever you have a prey that someone is after it should be able to just clown on you forever and and this is this is going to be the core point to this whole argument once we come down to it you should be able to play as that thing yeah no one ever wants to play as elmer fudd <laughs> ah, you want to play as bugs bunny so you can trick him yeah 
So uh, this Fuglebird, as it is called, is clearly the protagonist, and you should be playing as him. <laughs> no, I mean, there are definitely episodes of things where I'm like, yeah, someone tries to go get some weird rare bird, That's and true. it just confounds them. Yeah, the do- you got to catch the dodo, and the dodo is just, Bugs Bunny is plenty weird, but the dodo is just pure chaos. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm weird, and I can mess with things, but you're just inscrutable yeah 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 i may be a complicated language but you're the voynich manuscript <laughs> manuscript you are just nonsense and <laughs> have nothing that ties you to reality yeah uh in this case though we don't really get that sense from the Fuglebird. it's not like insane it's just lying in its its cave reading a book and when you come in and try and do stuff to it you're like hey man come back with us there's a billionaire who wants to meet you and he just rolls and goes no okay well then we're gonna beat you up no. Yeah, that's boring. It's not. It's just not fun. You needed to have a little more of a touch of wackiness. Then, then I mean, again, it would it, be better if instead of the Tarzan replacement, it was the bird that was just fucking with you the whole time. That would be, that would be good. Yeah, that's just, I mean, ultimately, we're just critiquing how to write an old-ass adventure that someone already wrote. True. It doesn't really matter. Uh, and then it just goes on like that. There's like 15 more adventures in the book. Um, I only, I honestly only skimmed them to look for sexism. <laughs> I only skimmed him to see if there was any uh, boobies. I'm, no, not, I didn't look for sexiness. I looked for sexism. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> Although you're not wrong. There's one where there's a gun mall character that's uh, like a sexy gangster in lingerie who's no male characters can resist her. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, did you need to, did you have to? Then again, Tex Avery existed. Yeah, I'm like, I understand there's a specific thing you're trying to emulate. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, I can't super fault you given that that's what that thing was. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, eh. Yeah, I mean, it's only once in the book that I've came across something like that. The Miss, Mrs. Mr. Jungle Man or whatever was, her Her character is completely harmless. She, she literally, they give her stats and then they mention these stats don't matter. She's not going to do anything. No. Because she, she just shows up the last time you finally are about to beat the jungle guy, and she's like, you need to come home. And she hits him with a like rolling pin or something and drags him off. Yeah. That's uh, just some like a, a domestic joke, effectively. Yes. So there you have it. That's Those are the adventures in the system. John, mm. Mm. I like dogs more than you do. That's not true. <laughs> Sometimes I sit there to myself and I think, dogs are all right, I guess. <laughs> beat that. Uh, I will beat you to death. <laughs> Four dogs. <laughs> if a dog asked me to, I'd murder you. <laughs> what are you, the son of Sam? <laughs> yes. All right, fine. If you're that level of crazy. Then... <laughs> <laughs> the dog told me to burn it all down, so I will. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can see that if it was one of those rumply carpet dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. If a Sharpay puppy came up to me and was like, you need to burn it all down, I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Look at you. You can barely move. You got too much skin. <laughs> Look at this rumply purse dog. Oh, God. I can just, like, hold you and mold you into things. You're like wet clay as a dog. It's great. <laughs> you don't see enough Sharpays around. Is it because they, like, suck, like, as a dog? Is uh, that- they have... Huge amounts of you complications. Know, issues because basically any purebred dog does. Yeah. Uh, they also tend to be... A little more uh, violent towards other dogs, mm. given that they were bred to be fighting dogs. Yeah, isn't that the whole point of them? They have the extra skin so they don't die when you bite them? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole point of the extra skin is they're like, oh, you can bite that and it doesn't kill you. Yeah. 
I always hate it when I learn that cute dogs are cute because of horrible reasons. Yeah. It's You're like, every oh, dog. why is this dog cute? Oh, so I could have them, like, run into a hole and die for me. Yeah. Oh, no. Why are corgis cute? Because it's adorable that their legs are shitty and don't work. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Bulldogs can't give birth anymore. We've ruined their pelvises. <laughs> Pug's eyes just fall out sometimes. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> So cute, though. We fucked up wolves real bad, guys. Real bad. <laughs> we should let them go back. <laughs> Chihuahuas, we turned into shivering rats. I'm so, I'm so sorry, wolves. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Luckily, there's still wolves, so, you know, <laughs> at least there's that. Uh, John, what would you say is your favorite thing about this game is what I actually meant to say to you earlier. Yes. Uh, I would say my favorite thing about this game is the sidebar permissiveness i said this before the idea that even though it does have probably even for the light rules it has a little too much restrictive things uh it has some weaknesses here and there the fact that the book itself says always err on the side of comedy just if something is funny to your group do that and i also like that it only ever says like is funny to your group or makes you laugh because it isn't trying to be like, oh, if someone does this specific thing, they should be able to whatever because it's not about the writer's sense of humor. It's about your group's sense of humor. Yes. And I appreciate that they would put that in there to facilitate this game being usable. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you. It was a great set of uh of permi- the permissiveness of this game is impressive and useful. Yeah. I would say by the same token the thing that's my favorite is that uh the game has surprisingly little unnecessary cruft or rules to it. You have hit points, you have four stats, you have skills, you're done. Yeah. It's very simple. The game gets out of your way and lets you play and it, it gives you good ideas for what those things represent and how to do it. Yeah, having a 2d6 uh roll under system mm-hmm. and no side systems at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, originally, before it fell out of my head about 15 seconds ago, what I was going to say is my favorite thing was the death mechanic in the game, where you just sit out of the game for three minutes, Yeah, go to the bathroom. Yeah, like you get to get up, get a snack or a drink or something, and come back, and then once you're back, you're like, all right, I appear in the scene. Yeah, and that's, that's great. I like it. Three minutes, honestly, is a longer time than you might think it is. Uh, but that's honestly, it's fine. Just get your cell phone. I mean, sure, it's the '80s when this happened, so I don't know. Go play Super Mario Bros. Three and uh, <laughs> try and get a Tanuki suit. Have go do that. Get it. Yeah, get a Tanuki. Get a Tanuki suit. You 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 deserve treat yourself. <laughs> Look, Tanuki suit is self care. <laughs> Raccoon tail. That's work, but Tanuki suit is self care. <laughs> also, frog suit, self care. Hammer brother suit, work. Yeah. You mm-hmm. want to be in a big boot? That's self-care. That's, <laughs> the big shoe is... <laughs> yeah, the big shoe is definitely self-care. <laughs> you, if you got to hide in a big shoe to take care of yourself, it's okay. If there's if there was ever a thing that made me sad about the old Mario games, it would be that the, the shoe is only in one level of Mario 3. It's very sad that the shoe is less represented. Yeah. Than I mean, it's in the anything new, else. It, it, in the Mario Maker games, the shoe shows up everywhere because the shoe was popular. Karibo. That's the name of the friggin' shoe. The Karibo shoe. God, that was killing me. Uh, the Karibo Duel of Jabbar. <laughs> the, the Karibo shoe was literally a one level joke in Mario that now has in, in, earned an incredible amount of cultural relevance. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but it is self care for sure. Yeah, especially when you're playing Mario Maker Two and you get the stiletto version of it. Uh, okay, so what would you say is your least favorite thing about this game? Uh, the worst thing for me, I'm just gonna say in general, is the shticks. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I think having shticks be a list of things that a character could do in game mm-hmm. would be good, but saying they are specific powers you buy is <sighs> there's not a lot of cartoon characters that I feel like have just one shtick for this type of cartoon. That no, that that, that is generally a problem when you see these cartoon development games where they where uh because this isn't the only one of these that exists. Like, there's a few other games that are like, oh, play as wacky cartoons. And, and, and you're right. The problem generally is that most cartoon characters that you're, you can think of are fluid and have a ton of these. Yeah. I mean, when, like, say, uh, like, from uh, when we did the Tales from the Floating Vagabond, and one of the shticks you could get in that was the whole Errol Flynn thing. Nice. That's 160 episodes ago. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but... And I can still remember it. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have a shitty memory because I got a mind like a steel trap. The capital of Djibouti is Djibouti. Yeah, that's because you fill up your mind with all these use- useful things that you have remembered, whereas I have filled my mind with how much I love dogs. It's not very much. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the sort of thing where I look at and go, okay, that would show up in a specific episode of a cartoon maybe, mm-hmm. where if you're doing like a Robin Hood pastiche, you might say... Oh, yeah, my character can swing from a chandelier and sword fight and stuff. But in a, you take that same character and go, okay, but now we're doing like a modern day thing. They're not going to have that saying that you have to permanently buy a shtick feels far more restrictive than it should be. I'll actually take this a step further for my least favorite thing and say that it is the entire concept of legacy characters. I'm going to say it's the entire concept of tune. <laughs> terrible no legacy characters the fact that this game has an xp system is irritating to me Uh, it's not like 1960s bugs bunny would have kicked the ass of 1930s bugs bunny (laughs) although he definitely would have (laughs) it's the idea that your character is growing and getting more powerful in a game where you're playing is like a a joke mouse is is unnecessary i mean come on space jam bugs bunny would beat the shit out of big chungus (laughs) i think you're strongly underestimating Big Chungus's (laughs) general capabilities. I mean, Big Chungus is the one that sawed Florida off the country. (laughs) Space Jam, Big Bugs Bunny, spent most of his time lusting after a bunny that was introduced in that movie. Yeah, but so did most of the humans that saw Space Jam. (laughs) I mean, come on, I saw Space Jam. I'm down for some Lola action. Everyone is. It's fine. I'm willing to remember her name. That's enough of a furry root for most people. (laughs) If you were a little too old for, say, Gadget, I guess... Hey, Daffy, it's rabbit season. Come check out this furry root. <laughs> I w- really wish you'd stop calling it that. Uh, uh, but yeah, when you look down the list of the shticks and you think about, I mean, Bugs Bunny's kind of unfair because he's, you know, been in several thousand cartoons. Um, but just going down the list, yeah, he's had every one of these things. Yeah, he's done all of them at various points, some multiple times in one episode. Maybe he didn't ever have a coat of arms, but every other one of these things I have seen Bugs Bunny do. I've seen him spin his ears to turn himself into a helicopter, thus giving him the flying shtick. Yeah. I've seen him jump into a, into a rabbit hole and pop out of a different rabbit hole, thus giving himself the teleport shtick. Yeah, he has basically all of these. Mm-hmm. And even when you go to like, oh, let's go to a less main character-ish one, you're like, 
Daffy still has basically a, a ton of these. Yeah. It, the only ones who don't are the ones who are the straight man who gets wrecked. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about Yosemite Sam, sure, he doesn't really have a lot of shticks because he's just there to get clowned on. That's his entire point. <laughs> I would honestly, honestly like to see how Yosemite Sam builds out in this game because it's like, what do you spend your points on when you're still trying to be Yosemite Sam? He doesn't. Uh, I got eight points in Rootin. I got nine points in Tootin. <laughs> I got seven points in hating that rabbit. <laughs> uh, I put a lot of points into playing piano. I know how to play that one song on the piano. Yep. Uh, that old country home or whatever it's called. Do, 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 burp, burp. <laughs> called Sarnet. <laughs> All right. I think uh, my favorite thing about tune is Looney Tunes. And now I want to watch a bunch of Looney Tunes. <laughs> no, but like I was saying, my least favorite is uh, the legacy mechanic, the XP system, because it, it feels... Very unusual that you would want your character to get stronger over time in this engine. Honestly, uh, when John was saying it's weird that the shticks, that you even have permanent shticks, because a lot of cartoons are about them experimenting with one shtick for all of its permutations over a four-minute period. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, you should just build the same character over and over again instead of leveling them up. You'd be like, all right, I'm I'm going to play as Bugs again, and this time I'm going to take these three shticks because that's what I feel like doing visual representations with this time. Yeah, if someone goes like, oh, we're doing a cartoon, and this one is set at like a medieval jousting competition, you're like, all right, I have some ideas for what I want to do with that. Mm -hmm. But then if they say, and this one you're trying to, I don't know, get a job at a corporate building and we'll see what wacky hijinks you get up to. Mm. You're not going to want the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I get the idea that it's it, the constraints could lend themselves to comedic intervention or invention. If you're like, oh, the only thing that my character can do is he has a coat of dumb arms that stick out of him. And in this episode, he has to go to the moon because he got stuck on a space shuttle. Then, well, space shuttles can't go to the moon. I apologize to everybody who was about to email me about that. Well, he got stuck on a space shuttle that was also going to the moon on some other rocket. It was on a rocket that was taking it to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I feel like the... Uh, I'm dancing around the point. I feel like this game didn't need an XP system. It feels weird. Yeah. Um, so there you have I it. I mean, then. I think both of our takeaways is, man, you really could have just pared this down even more than you did. <laughs> this could have been five pages long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This this easily could have just been, hey, man, you've got sixes and everything. Just roll. You've got a slightly worse chance to succeed than not. But most of the times, things will happen. This game would work fine as PBTA. <laughs> this this game would not. There's too many rules of <laughs> PBTA. Completely work fine as PBTA. <laughs> when Bugs Bunny works to reinforce Daffy's emotions. <laughs> oh, this works great as Monster Hearts. When Daffy and Bugs Bunny sleep together, Daffy da gains a string. <laughs> Where Bugs Bunny loses a negative tie. <laughs> God, I want to do a thing of Monster Hearts where everyone is fucking Looney Tunes now, and I mean fucking Looney Tunes. I think I know you mean fucking Looney Tunes. Would you play this game? I probably would. This is a game that, like, if it came up at a convention or something that I saw someone was running this, I'd be like, yeah, let's see what you're doing. I would play this. Honestly, the reason I picked this to review is because we do that random game at Gen Con every year, and I want there to be a few games in there that I don't hate, and, and we'll remember how to run. <laughs> yeah, I would play this, and I have played it, and I've had a good time playing it. Good. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, I would say it's a 
medium to high recommend for Steve Jackson's Tune, a game that is long since out of print, but can still be purchased at their, like, what's it called, Warehouse 23, that weird Steve Jackson website that is not drive through RPG or itch. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's where you can go to find this one, and we both kind of liked it. Uh, although go. we'd probably play it with even less rules that it already doesn't have. Yep. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm going to take this, strip out two of the core concepts, <laughs> and then we're good to go. Uh, so true. So, hey, John. Mm. Did you know that if you give us 50 American dollars, we will read a thing for you on the uh, on the show? Of course I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and someone recently took advantage of that and gave us a $50. And someone recently took advantage of me, and I'd like to say that's not okay. Yeah, that's not okay. I, why didn't you tell me about this sooner? I want to help. Yeah, well, someone tried to take advantage of me and say that they like dogs more than I did, and they're a little fucker. You know who you are, Jeff. <laughs> okay, thank you for calling me little. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in my defense, I do like dogs a very great deal. <laughs> And I did see you one time writing a book called I Will Murder All the Dogs. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't see the full title. It's I Will Murder For All the Dogs. <laughs> oh, sorry. I did see the full title. It was I Will Murder 40 or All the Dogs, whichever is more. <laughs> uh, I guess you were assuming there might be less than 40 dogs. <laughs> Anyway, please continue. <laughs> I shall. Uh, yeah, if you give us fifty bucks, what you can do by going to uh, our website, there's a there's a give us money button. Uh, we will read a a short message for you on our show that can get out to our many many listeners. Uh, today, a friend of the show, Brian, sent in something that he would like me to read specifically. So I will go ahead and do so now. Yeah. Hmm. Well, fuck you then, Brian. I guess <laughs> I'll leave. Hey, they normally want you to read them because you've got the magic voice. This is a weird moment. <laughs> <sighs> Let it be known far and wide that Jonas Lowry stands amongst the greatest of humans. May praise for his latest and rapidly approaching future birthdays ring from all corners of the globe, from the burning Australian bush to the burning Amazon rainforest to the burning state of California. Where isn't burning? Hmm. And the snowy mountains of Vermont. Jonas has been an amazing friend to me and so many other people whose names I can't remember because names are hard. For more than a decade, he has made my life better through discussions, games, recommendations, and the knowledge that I have a friend I can count on. Sure, there have been some downsides. Even if I severed all connections with him immediately, I would have a backlog of media recommendations that would be impossible to complete in one lifetime. There is the money I have been forced to spend on amazing games or through Patreon to support podcasts that lured me in with a single show only to keep producing more and more with no end in sight. And of course, there is his refusal to refuse his, his, his refusal to listen to the amazing podcast Queer Dungeoneers. But don't just take my word that he is superior to 14 true gold elephants carrying boatfuls of sushi. Others sing his praises as well. Jessica says, Jesus, how about thank you for being... Yes, it is Jesus. I thought it was going to be Jonas again. Jesus, how about thank you for being an amazing human being? I'm forever grateful to just have you in my life. Huge praise on Jesus out of nowhere. Lisa said, he's one of the greatest people I've ever been lucky to meet. Finally, let us not forget Elia's insightful words. Honk, honk, honk. Honk, honk. And there you have it. And there you have mm -hmm. it. I only completely tripped over my own tongue once. Good. I feel very good about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So once again... Uh, to get us no, to I feel like the only reason he remembers his friend's name and no one else's is because his name is Jonas. 
Are you actually trying to work in a Weezer joke right now? Oh, I already did. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying. I succeeded. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to try and bring around Surf Wax America somehow. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, my favorite Weezer song doesn't work as a pun because it's just called I Want You To, and people say that shit all the time. Yeah. That is the best Weezer song. It's the true Weezer song of dog lovers. <laughs> the true Weezer song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one true Weezer song. <laughs> Jesus. The one true Weezer song. <laughs> Let us all praise him. <laughs> uh, and his BB guns and stupid archery. <laughs> all right. So, uh... That's once again to to do that. You just go to our website, find the "Give Us Some Money" button, and follow the link to uh, the the place where you can pay fifty bucks for us to read your small things on the air. We will happily do so. Happily, otherwise, dappily, <laughs> happily, dappily, regular, regular. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the show. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you would like to hear more show, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash system mastery and support us. Uh, there's bonus content for the system mastery show every single two weeks when we uh, make these episodes because we go back to the book and make characters in that game. Yeah, we're about to go make some cartoon characters. Yeah, we're going to make some wacky tunes. <laughs> And then we'll tell you all about them. I'm uh, going to make a very serious tune. I'm going to make a tune with a very dark, mysterious background. Yeah, I'm making Mouse from, from you know, the graphic novel Mouse. I'm making Wolverine. <laughs> Only he's an anthropomorphic Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine, and I hate doors and robots. I hate doors and robots. Yeah, because in every X-Men cartoon, those are the only things he's allowed to use the claws on. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, once again, that's patreon.com slash system mastery. There's a variety of levels available for a variety of bonus contents up to, I believe it's something like seven bonus episodes a month. Usually, usually, usually. So go to Patreon and find those. Otherwise you can buy our book. We wrote a joke book. We did. We wrote a real live joke book, which who writes those anymore? It's crazy. (laughs) We did. That's what we do. That's what we done. Mm Mm-hmm. That's called A Dragon Walks Into a Bar. You can find it at a uh, discounted price. At, <laughs> I'm sure that's a very good sign for us. At a discounted price at any used bookstore where people have returned our book. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's on Amazon and so on. It, it, it's there, It's only like 12 bucks right now. So go buy it and support us. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. Have a good week. And we're done. <laughs> do 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 do